welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, it's so good to be with you today for our online experience. And right now in Apex Church, we are celebrating baptism. It's always a joy to celebrate people who are making a public declaration about a private decision that's already happened. That They have decided to follow Jesus. And we rejoice today as a church family for those who are being baptized today. If you've been with us over these previous Sundays, or maybe you're tuning in today to, for this service, I want to remind you that we've been going on this journey of push. And before we even think about how we push, we can look to our Father in Heaven, who isn't sitting up there just waiting for to see what's going to happen, but He is an active God, interested in all of our lives, interested to know you, interested in actively seeking to be in relationship with you. I was watching Breakfast News this week and on came a story about a little boy by the name of Jack. Jack had had a brilliant time this summer and at the end of his holidays they'd went to a Lego experience in Manchester. And whilst he was at the experience he designed a little Lego man, something like this, but it was a mini version of himself. He had designed the little figurine just like him. The same hair, the same clothes, the same look, and he was absolutely delighted with this little figurine that he had designed himself. He was so pleased with this Lego man that he took him everywhere. Everywhere Jack went, the Lego man went with him. And he was excited one day because he was going to go and show his grandma his Lego man. And on the way there, they stopped at the park and the Lego man was in his bag pocket, but he'd forgotten to close the zip on that pocket. And as he's playing in all the things in the park, that little Lego man fell out and was lost in the park. Now the day went on and they got to grandma's and realized that the Lego man wasn't there. And the following morning, when he woke up to go to school, he was devastated. He was so upset that he'd lost his Lego man. He goes to school that day and he draws a missing persons poster. And on the poster, he'd drawn a picture of his Lego man. And he'd written on a description of what it looked like and said these words. He said, lost. Has anyone seen this Lego man? He is very special to me. And he even put on the poster that there would be a reward of two pounds for whoever found his Lego man. Well, he came home from school, showed his mum the poster. They went and retraced their steps all around that park. The mum posted it on social media. Other people saw it. And one of his mum's friends saw the post, was in the park, and stumbled across the lost Lego man. And there was a great reunion. Oh, little Jack was over the moon 
that his very special Lego man had been returned to him. I wonder if you ever lost something that's so precious and dear to you. Something that you place great value on. Something that if you lost it, you'd turn the house upside down. You'd retrace your steps. You'd go everywhere until you found that which was of most importance, of great value to you. Well, today in this story in the Bible we're going to look at, it's part of a famous chapter, Luke chapter 15. And it's in this chapter that God tells us how precious and how valuable we are to him. But it's actually a very radical part of the Bible. Religious thought up until this point was quite comfortable with God up in heaven. And if anyone was to come to God and was repentant, that God would welcome him. But Jesus tells three stories to articulate to us that God is not inactive, just waiting for us. No, God is actively pursuing us and has went on a mission to find us. And this morning or this afternoon, whenever you're watching me today, I want to remind you today that God is not sitting up there with his arms folded, just wondering what's going to happen. No, he is pursuing you. In fact, I believe you are watching me and listening to my words today because God is looking for you. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to welcome you into his house. He wants to do life with you. He wants to totally transform your life. And we pick this up in Luke chapter 15. And we're going to read together from verse 1 these words that were so radical for those who were sat around them. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you had a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and his neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Friend, Jesus came to this world for you. You know, the religious people and his listeners around him are criticizing Jesus for associating with people who they viewed as unclean, sinners, tax collectors, people that weren't walking according to God's laws. They viewed these people as unworthy and unclean and that they should not be associated with. And they even muttered to themselves, this man, referring to Jesus, welcomes sinners and eats with them. That was not a word of affirmation. That was a criticism. And the religious leaders in this parable are those 99 that are left behind. And those sinners are the one lost sheep that Jesus actively goes 
And the shepherd goes on a mission to find. See, in this part of the Bible, we, we see here that Jesus spends time with people that many at this time would not have spent time with. And in doing so, Jesus is not hanging around with them just to almost affirm them or just say, hey, you guys, what you're doing is fine. Don't worry about it. He's not being tolerant. He's not just trying to say, I'm okay with what you guys are doing. No, he is trying to show them who he is, a better way to live, and that he can transform their lives. So don't get confused here like Jesus is okay with their lifestyles and Jesus is saying, it's fine. Just come as you like, you'll be okay. No, Jesus is showing to them, number one, how much he loves them and how he welcomes them just as they are. But even more so, he is showing to them who he is and how he can transform their lives. Equally, he spends a lot of time with these religious leaders confronting them of their own need for a savior. You see, many of these religious leaders thought they were good enough, thought that they had it sorted, thought that they were fine, but Jesus did not come to this world because we were good enough. He didn't come to this world to make us better. No, he came to radically transform us. That if we were lost, we would be found. That we were spiritually dead, we'd be made alive. We were spiritually blind, but he would open up our eyes. The truth is, each of us need to be rescued. Each of us need to be saved from our sin. Each of us need to be saved from our wrong choices, our sinful lifestyles, our harmful behaviors. Jesus came to save us from sin, the power of sin. He came to set us free from our sin nature. He came on a rescue mission. And the Bible tells us in John chapter 3, verse 17, that God did not send his son Jesus into this world to condemn it, but he came to save us through him. That's why Jesus came. He came on a rescue mission. That whether you think you're good enough or you think you're not good enough, he came for you because he wants to be in relationship with you. This is the incredible truth today. That God in heaven, almighty God, creator God, wants to know you in a real way. He wants to be your friend, but not just your friend. He wants to be your savior. He came for you. Every shepherd would leave the 99 behind and go for that one. When Jesus asked that question, it's a rhetorical question because they all knew that the shepherd would go looking for that one sheep. But Jesus is not speaking about some sort of token gesture. Come on, whistle a few times, see if it comes back. And, oh, if it doesn't come back, it'll be okay. No, this was a radical, relentless pursuit until that lost sheep was found. That sheep needed rescued. Jesus came to this world for you because he wants to be with you. He came, you're that one in a hundred. The question that Jesus asks here is really to highlight how valuable and precious you are to God. That he loves you so much that he has literally done everything possible so that you can know him, know his love, know his forgiveness, know his salvation, and know his eternal life. He's done it all, and he's just waiting for you to respond to this invitation. He's been on this relentless 
pursuit and he is going to go the distance until he finds you. The great writer C.S. Lewis talked about how relationships are formed. And he talked about how we can have a relationship with God. And he spoke about actually there's a moment in every friendship where you have what he calls a you too moment. It's when you maybe get to know someone and you find out there's a shared interest. There's that moment when maybe you thought you were the only one who was interested in that hobby, that TV show, that sports team. There was a moment in that conversation where you looked at each other and you went, you too. We share this in common and a friendship is born. And maybe you're watching today and you wonder, well, how can I be a friend of God? How can I relate to God? However, was there a you too moment? Well, friend, can I tell you today that there was a moment 2,000 years ago when Jesus is hanging upon a cross and he says these words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And in that moment, God places the sin of the world, every wrong choice, every bad thought, every harmful action that we've ever made was placed upon Jesus. And in that moment, the Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin for us so that we could be made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That was our you too moment. Because Jesus knows what it's like to be separated from the Father. Jesus knows what it's like to be humiliated. Jesus knows what it's like to be betrayed. Jesus knows what it's like to be forsaken. Jesus knows, the Bible says he was human just like us. And he suffered just as we suffered. You can have that you too moment because Jesus understands. But better than just being your friend, he came to be your saviour. And it's in this moment where Jesus upon the cross takes your sin, takes the punishment for your sin, pays the penalty for your sin, sheds his blood, that now our Father in heaven looks to this moment that when you put your faith in Jesus, he promises that because of what Jesus has done to remove your sin, to forgive you and give you a brand new start, you can turn away from your old life and you can walk in a life that Jesus has for you. And Jesus today will not give up until he finds you. Until he finds it. It's what the scripture says. Until he finds you. He's not going to give up. You're not too far. You're not too far gone. You're not forgotten. You're not hidden. He sees you. He's looking for you. And he's waiting for you to say yes to that invitation. You know, a lost sheep, when it's lost, it'll just sit down on the ground and it will not move. It won't budge. And the scripture says here that when he found the sheep, he picked up the sheep. And just picture this moment of this shepherd who's been on a journey of searching high and low, looking around the pasture, looking every crag, every bush, everywhere, every stream, down every hole, looking for this sheep. Probably wondering, well, I tried it. Have I been here before? No, he kept on going. And when he sees that sheep, there's no condemnation. There's no I told you so. There's no telling off. 
Shepherd gets down on his knees, picks up that sheep, and think how heavy that sheep must have been. Puts it on his shoulders. Oh, there's no grumbling about how heavy he is. There's no complaining, but there's celebration and rejoicing. And he carries that sheep all the way back to his home. And when he gets there, he calls all his friends and neighbors. Notice here that he didn't call the neighbors and the friends first to go and help look for that sheep. It's a reminder for each of us that we can't earn our way to heaven. We can't go in the back of someone else's experience. No, Jesus came for you as an individual. But the amazing thing is that we get to join in that celebration. Jesus says that when one sinner repents, there is joy in heaven. More joy than over 99 righteous people. And we get to take part in joining that celebration. We enter into community. We're part of the family of God. And he welcomes them into his home. See, you belong there. You belong there. It's time for you to come back home. You've maybe drifted. You've maybe went on your own path. You've maybe made choices that you know are not pleasing to God. And you feel like you're like that sheep forgotten, hidden, off God's radar. That's a lie. He's looking for you. And he wants to welcome you back where you belong. In the book of Hebrews, we read these words that this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. That's an eternal home. That's a place that God has set aside for those that receive Jesus as their Savior. I wonder, will you be in that home? For all eternity, will you be in that place that God has prepared for us? Well, the only way to be there is not if you're good enough, not if you're perfect, not if you've got everything together. No, it's if you are forgiven and rescued by Jesus. Friend, you could be watching me today and maybe you haven't been in church for a long time. You maybe grew up in church. You maybe know all about Sunday school and all the Bible. You know all the stuff, but you're being honest with me. You're not walking with God. And you've made choices that's led you away from Him. Can I encourage you to make this moment, to take this moment and make it a decision that you are coming back home back where you belong. If that's you today, I want to give you a moment, an opportunity right now to say yes to Jesus. You know, also in that chapter we read in 2 Corinthians 5, these words. So we, that's God's people, the believers, are Christ's ambassadors. And God is making his appeal through us we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Friend, come back to God. Just like that little boy who had his Lego man that he longed to find again. And he put out this message, lost. Has anyone seen my Lego man? 
He is very special to me. Friend, I plead on God's behalf. You are very special to him. Come back home. Come back to God. If you want to come back, can you just pray this prayer? Just say, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I'm a sinner, that I've wandered away, and I'm in this moment realize that you are my Savior. I confess I'm a sinner. I turn away from my old life. I choose to follow you every day. I ask you to fill me with your spirit and make me into a new person. I believe you're risen from the dead. I confess you are my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today for the very first time, or maybe you've used this a moment to come back to God, can I ask you please to reach out to us? Let us know. Send us a message online, Facebook, email, and we'll help you on your journey. Everyone listening today, remember you're precious. You're valuable. God loves you so much. He wants to be He wants to do life with you. He wants to be with you. And not only for now, but for all eternity. He wants to know you. So today, remember that Lego man. Remember that lost sheep. And both were found. My prayer is that you will be found by our Father in heaven. Yeah.